How you doing, y'all? And welcome to Confidence. I hope you're ready for an amazing episode today. We got a lot of things on the schedule I cannot wait to share with you. Um, but the main topic of today's podcast is going to be, where do I find good guys? And honestly, it probably applied to women too. Where do you find good partners? Um, we're really going to deep dive that, get you the inside scoop. I know everybody's always wondering, like, all right, where do I find good people? I don't really want to go to the bar. Or, you know, I don't want to do these things. You know, all these homebodies are like, yo, where do I find good people? I'm like, go outside of your house. <laughs> you got to leave your fucking house. Anyways, um, that's going to be covered today. We've got a question about uh, dating apps, what to do with people that are kind of like giving you these like bullshit kind of opening lines. Uh, and then we also got a question. Someone sent me a situation that they had around a guy or, or when to go over a guy's house. Like when's the appropriate time to start um, you know, Netflix and chilling, but not really Netflix and chilling, but just like literally chilling and potentially watching Netflix <laughs> at his house. Anyways, um, we also are going to cover some things that have happened to me in my relationship, um, some really cool stuff there. And then also it is the week of Valentine's Day. And what's awesome about that is um, I want to talk about the man's perspective around Valentine's Day. And what I mean by that is two things. Number one, just the, the perspective of Valentine's Day from a man, what it feels like when it's coming up, and then also some gift ideas for your man for Valentine's Day. It's going to be great. And also, big special announcement. Um, I have a course coming out, and it might be around Valentine's Day, uh, and it is called Breakup Boot Camp. And it's for anybody that is struggling either in like a situationship that's not going right or a relationship that has gone wrong um, or just anybody that essentially has lost somebody uh, in their life. And again, it could just be something like even like a two-week fling, right, or a six-year relationship. Um, and it's really to help guide you through that process to get you back on your feet to be able to manage your overthinking, be able to manage the way that you're feeling in that situation and get you back going in the right direction. So if you or anybody you know are really struggling with a breakup, maybe that's also a good Valentine's Day gift. Hey, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Anyways, long story short, um, that is on the horizon. So if you see it on the stories or you see it on the podcast story, um, you know it's coming. And I'm really excited for that. I hope you're really excited for that because I think it's going to be really cool. I'm going to make it affordable, all those kinds of things. Um, really looking forward to that. All right. But for now, let's get serious. Let's get locked in. Um, and let's start with the podcast. So first thing, you know me, I like to go personal first. Um, you know, it's been an interesting ride. In the last couple podcasts, I kind of talked about my situation and how essentially right now I'm in this long distance thing. You know, the dog days were here. It's been really fucking hard. But honestly, the last week or so has been really good until something happened. Uh, long story short, there was a little bit of a breakdown in communication. Uh, and honestly, you guys are going to think I'm fucking crazy for this. But this is just real. I go to FaceTime this girl, right? And she doesn't answer. I was like, all right, cool. She texts me back. She says, one second. Homegirl doesn't call me back for an hour. <laughs> now I know you're saying I'd be like you know it's not a big deal but honestly I'm like listen if I did that to her it would have been a fucking world war fucking three that's all I'm saying so I go to the gym I'm like it is what it is I trust her I don't really fucking care I'm like uh, you know I, it is what it is I, again I might sound a little crazy for that uh, I took an edible I, I go to the gym I'm sitting there I'm stretching she calls me you know I don't answer I'm like all right you know what you fucking douche me all right fucking 
Let me do my workout, right? I'm not answering this. Fucking calls me twice, now three times in 20 minutes. And I text her back, listen, I'm at the gym. I'm gonna call you back. Anyway, long story short, I finish at the gym, call her, and we just kind of get into it a little bit. And long story short is this, is nothing really fucking happened, but because of where we are in this situation, because it's like, you know, this long distance thing that's like, you know, just... I don't know what the fuck is really happening. All these little things that happen like make such a difference because here's, and here's what I told her. Um, and here's the other thing too. Like we kind of resolved it. I kind of got really heated at her about it, which you know, it is, it is what it is. I'm setting my boundaries about like, yo, we need good communication, but we have like a really, really long conversation. And honestly, this really helped us a lot. And it really helped me a lot. To be honest, I sat there and to be honest, that, that night that we had that conversation, we literally got to the point of, she was like, you sound unhappy. If you are unhappy, don't be with me. Don't do this. She was like, are you unhappy? Do you want me to break up with you? Do you just need me to do it? And I sat there silently and I was like, and I'm not joking you. And I, I didn't really tell her this and she's going to listen to this, but you know, like, it really was running through my mind. I literally was on the brink and I'm not joking. I, I, I promise you, I, I'm not joking. I was on the brink to being like, yo, I really don't need to fucking do this. Like, I, you know, cause here's my thing. Like when I'm single and I'm on my own, I mean, I'm in charge of my emotional well being. I'm good to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, maybe there's days I feel lonely and shit, but for the most part, like I'm good. I'm fucking working. I'm living my life. And to be honest, being in a long distance situation, uh, that this is, I'm pretty much fucking single. You know what I'm saying? Like as it is, I don't fucking see you like, yeah, we talk and stuff, but to be honest, like I, I don't touch you. I don't feel you. You're not around. And like, yes, <laughs> I'm not saying it's like irrelevant or it doesn't matter, but to the point of, it's almost like, again, I'm operating single with or without you. You know what I'm saying? If I have you in my life, guess what? I still have to wake up and do everything myself. I still have to go to sleep by myself. So it's really hard. And I think anybody that's going through a long distance situation, I think the really tough part is, and this is something that's fucking real, is if that shit is like the person that you're talking to, you guys are bickering, you guys are fucking, and it's hard and it's just, it's bullshit and it's making it really fucking difficult. Like that is, that is not good for your life. And to be honest, it's like, you're not getting that benefit. You're not getting that energy. So honestly, I really had to sit with it for a day or two. I didn't answer her. And I was like, listen, I need a, I need a little bit of time to process. I processed. And that's one thing I also want to mention too about men is I don't think and honest and I'm dead serious. This is like biology. A man cannot process his feelings and emotions in a moment. Like we need a little bit of time to figure that shit out. And I'm not joking. This is exactly how I figured out my feelings. This is exactly what happened. We get into this little bickering fight. We get to the point of extinction. And then what happens is, is I hang up the phone. I go to sleep. The next day I go to work. I do my work. I come home. I start to feel it more. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Or like, you know, I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm just sitting there. I'm fucking processing. I'm processing. And I'm just like, I'm still, I'm like, I'm at this point where I'm like, I really don't understand my feelings. I'm not joking. And when a man tells you he needs time to think about something or he doesn't really know, a lot of women think in the moment like, no, he fucking knows. Like he knows like, yo, sometimes he really does not. And sometimes what I'm recognizing for myself as a guy is when you're, when you're in a, uh, like 
a really deep emotional conversation. Honestly, if that dude asks you for some time, give it to him. Please give it to him. Because you don't understand, he will say something out of emotion that he probably doesn't really mean, and I've done that too many fucking times to count. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is, when I get time by myself, I need that time. I need a time alone. I, I can't talk to you. Like, I'm not joking. We can't talk to you. Um, but anyways, we need that time to ourselves to process, right? Like, if I'm in that fucking heated moment, like, I am going to say wild shit, and I was saying wild shit. I really was. I was like, well, I don't fucking need this. You know what I mean? Like I'm being like, I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't want to fucking fight. I don't want to deal with somebody that can't communicate. Like I'm going in. But anyways, uh, you know, she's feeling anxious and that's why I feel bad though. Right. Cause a lot of women, when you get into those really deep emotional conversations about shit, y'all are the ones left anxious because you're feeling insecure because the, the relationship isn't stable. And a lot of the times when a man gets into a fight with you, what does he do? He Again, he challenges you, right? He challenges the relationship. A man's instinct a lot of the time is to run. It's to, you know, just say, fuck this. I'm going to do it on my own. We're very independent thinking. So we always think to ourselves, we need us. We only need me. I don't need you. But a lot of the times when we're saying that in that moment, we don't really fully understand what we're saying. We're, like, we're just saying it again out of emotion. So, anyways, long story short, you know, I get away from the conversation. And what I was trying to tell you is right now is if he's asking you for time or he's telling you he doesn't know, like, believe him. Believe him if he tells you he doesn't know. If he, if he tells you he doesn't know how he feels, just say, okay, sounds good, figure it out. Or I'm going to give you the time and the space to go do your thing and figure it out. And again, I know for a woman it's really hard because... You know, because the relationship is, you know, on the brink and you don't really know what's happening, you're feeling insecure as fuck. And what's your natural instinct? No, talk to me. No, fix it right now. Let's fix it right now. Are we good? Are we good? And, and don't get me wrong. This girl was like semi doing that to me, but not in like an obsessive, uh, excessive way, right? It wasn't that. But you understand what I'm saying? It's like you honestly should allow the man to get some time to really think because here's what happened. I take my time, you know, I take a day away and she even calls me the next day and I'm like, listen, I can't talk today. I swear to God, I said this. I'm like, yo, I can't talk on the phone today. I can't do it. And honestly, I'm, I'm thankful that I did because I sat with my feelings a little bit more and long story short, this is what happened. At night, I couldn't really figure out what I thought. Honestly, I was really on the brink. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, I, I legit might stop talking to this person. Like I honestly might just roll with it single again. I'm like, I'm good. I go to bed. I'm not joking. I wake up at in the middle of the night. I want to say it's like 2 a.m. I'm rolling around. I can't go back to sleep. All I'm thinking of is this girl, this relationship, and what's really strange is I've been hot. I've been on a heater. I haven't been thinking about the relationship. I've been so confident. I've been like, in a weird way, I've really taken the approach of, it's my life. I don't really need somebody, right? I'm going to do it my own. I don't really care. Honest. Um, not in a fucked up way, but just, again, that's the way I've been operating. Um, and that's the other thing, too, about being long distance is sometimes when you care and you're long distance you almost have to try to tell yourself you don't care so you don't focus too much on the relationship because if you care, you're going to start 
doing things out of your ordinary, you're going to get away from your present moment and you got to be in the present. So I've been shoving down these fucking feelings so hard. I've been repressing them. I'm like, I do care. I do like her, but like <laughs> right now I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You're not here. It is what it is. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have that mentality. Almost like, again, the mentality of like being single. It is what it is. Uh, so anyways, I'm in the middle of the night, 2 AM and I never told her this either. Uh, and I can't go back to sleep. I'm trying really hard. My eyes are closed. I'm even telling myself, I'm not joking. I'm telling myself in the middle of the night, like, yo, just go back to bed. And I'll, I'll, I'll clear my mind. I'll legit, I'll go Zen. I'm fucking sitting there breathing dead silent, not joking, eliminating the thoughts saying, okay, you're just overthinking about it. It is what it is. I'm really, I'm not joking. I'm telling this to myself in my head. I'm just like, I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm like, ah, you can't figure it out right now. Just go back to bed. Just like, let it go. All right. All right. All right. And I was like, and I, th this is what I was telling to myself. I'm like, you can't make a decision right now. It's long distance. Like, you know, just let it be what it is. Like, she's going to come here eventually. Like, you'll figure it out. Like, eventually you'll figure it out. Like, you're going to see her at some point and you'll know if it's real or not. Like, I'm at the point, you know what I'm saying, with it where I'm like, I really don't know what I'm going to do with it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, she is going to visit at some point and I could sit here and blow the whole relationship up. But I'm like, why am I going to do that? I've waited all this time at this point. I might as well <laughs> just let her come here and see her and see if it's really legit. You know what I'm saying? Are we really going to do this? And at the same time, again, I've been living my life. So I'm like, why am I going to blow this up right now? So I've made that decision mentally and I'm reminding myself and I'm reminding myself. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm restless, I'm restless. And then all of a sudden it just hits me. It's like, okay, Chris, you just need a couple things. That's what it is. Right now, you're feeling this way because you don't like the long distance. You don't like not feeling emotionally safe or the communication sucks. And you need to see her. You need to have a plan to see her. And, I, and, and that's why I swear to God, I'm not joking. I was restless in the middle of the night. And I swear to God, that's, that's when it hit me that I was like, oh shit, I know what to tell her. I was like, it, it, literally, I'm not joking. In the middle of the night, 2 a.m., fucking for an hour, I have to get up, take a fucking giant piss <laughs> and go back in bed because I'm like, I'm trying to figure out ways to go back to sleep. I can't sleep. I'm like, yo, I need sleep. I fucking work tomorrow. But then it hits me out of nowhere. I'm like, all right, perfect. And then as soon as my mind kind of like was made up, it was like, all right, that's all I need to do is I need to just, I need to communicate with her and I need to tell her that I need these things. So I wake up. I text her in the morning. Obviously, she's feeling distance from me, right? I didn't call her the day before. So I said, hey, you know, when you're done with your shit, uh, give me a call. Gives me a call. Uh, we got on the phone. And I knew this was going to be a big conversation. And the annoying part is, what's been very difficult is, is struggling with the boundaries with her on the phone. And something that's been really difficult is, you know, as much as I want to talk to her on the phone, I'm also like, I just really want to see you. I, I, you know, I love talking to you and it's enjoyable for me, but also at the same time, your needs are being met and mine aren't. And I'm not saying me talking to her is, is not beneficial to me or I don't want to, but in a lot of ways, and this is how I started the conversation with her. I said, listen, this relationship is really working for you more than it is for me. And I, I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but, but here's what I preface it with. Cause I don't, I don't ever want to tell somebody like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to one up somebody. You understand what I'm saying? But, but this is why I said it. I said, listen, I was like, 
you have a structured job. We live two different lives. The problem is, is you go to work and you don't answer me. You're not available most of the day for me. If I had a question or I needed something, you're mostly not there for me. The only time that we talk on the phone is when you get out of work or when you have a day off. It's always when you have availability. And on top of that, when we do talk, the problem is as an entrepreneur, like I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. I, I don't have health insurance. I don't, I don't have this structure that you do. So the problem is when you call me in the middle of my workday, yeah, I'm available because I have free time technically, but also at the same time, I'm like, I can't talk for two hours. You know what I'm saying? And we end up doing that because I tell her, talking to her on the phone is like candy. It's like smoking a blunt. <laughs> like if it's put in front of me, you know what I'm saying? If there's an ashtray and there's a joint or a blizzy in there, what is the likelihood of me smoking that? Probably pretty high. And, and again, it's not a bad thing. I'm enjoying it. But is it really good for me for what I need to do in my life? No. Also, no. So I was like, listen, I need to set the ground rules of this person. Essentially, long story short of all of this, I don't want to long wind you with all of this, but we essentially get to this point of, I tell her, I'm like, listen, the problem that I'm having is, you know, I'm struggling because sometimes I don't want to talk on the phone or I want to tell you I don't want to talk on the phone. And the problem is, is I don't want you to take that as me showing you that I don't care. Because the other part of this is if I tell you that I can't talk on the phone or I'm not available for you, I don't want you to make me feel emotionally unsafe. And this is what I really told her. And this is the fucking truth about relationships. If you are in a relationship with someone, your emotional well-being is reliant on them. Point blank. And that's what I told her to her face. I was like, listen, if I'm single, my emotional well-being is completely on me. I have no one to answer to. I have no one to talk to. And I'm sitting there on the phone. I'm like, listen, but with you in my life, if I am talking to you, my emotional well-being, I was like, it starts and ends with you. I tell her, I'm like, if I'm having a, a good day, it's because we're in a good standing. If we're consistent and you're communicating and we're good vibes, I'm like, my days are amazing. My mood is great. But if we're communicating like shit and we're not connecting or you're in a bad mood or we're in bad moods or, or the vibes aren't right, I'm having a shit day. And I'm telling her, I'm like, listen, you don't realize how much power you have in the, over me or in this situation. I literally tell her, I'm like, my emotional well-being is literally reliant on you. And, and whether you like it or not, that's just the truth. So I was like, here's what we need to do. The only way that this relationship makes sense, and I think anybody's relationship makes sense, is you need to have consistency. I need to consistently feel emotionally safe in this relationship, and it starts with great communication. And that's what I told her. I was like, listen, I was like, if you can't answer the phone, just tell me, hey, I'm going to be back. I need 60 minutes. I'll be, I'll be around three hours from now. Tell me that. Don't tell me one second and then disappear for an hour. That's not cool. We don't need uncertainty. It's so easy if you just communicate. And again, she's a really good communicator. And this was like really a very small one-time thing. But every little error, when you're in a long-distance relationship, it, it's a major difference. And this is something that me and her needed to really hash out. And I even said to her, and I said, here's the other thing too. You know, we hit our two pillars, right? Number one, we need to be... I, I need to feel comfortable limiting the amount of time we're on the phone. I cannot feel that if I ask you that I don't want to talk on the phone or I can't talk on the phone that long, that you don't put me in a state of emotional unsafety. Because if I'm emotionally unsafe or I don't feel certain with you, my day's ruined. I'm fucked. We need those things. And on top of that, 
There needs to be a plan. There needs to be a reward. We need to be able to see each other. The relationship doesn't make progress when you're fucking pen pals. I'm just being honest. When you're not spending time with each other in person, really, what is the point? Seriously. And she understands that. We understand that. But I was like, we need to take a bigger initiative. I literally said, I'm like, listen, in the coming months, if we're not seeing each other 10 to 15 days in a month, I can't be doing this point blank. And I literally tell her to her face. I'm like, listen, be honest with me. And I'm not, and listen, I understand you got a job. I understand you got priorities, but if you cannot handle doing that, whether it's me coming there and you coming here, let's not do this. Let's, let's just not part like adults. Let's take it like adults. Listen, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, that would fucking hurt. Of course I care. But at the same time too, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, you got to get really fucking honest about what you need in the relationship. And that's for everybody, right? Get very clear and communicate your needs directly. I said, I need this, this, and this. Can you do it? And you make it very simple for them. She turned around and said, listen, Chris, I understand. We'll, we'll be better about the communication. How do we want to, we even, we talk about it. How do we want to approach it if somebody can't answer the phone? Okay, all right, as best we can. If we can answer, hey, I can't talk right now. I could talk blank time. Good, good communication. Certainty, right? Makes it easy for both of us. Um, but the other thing too is make a plan. If we have our schedules for work, let's get, let's get dates booked. Let's get flights booked. Let's make sure that we know when the next time we're going to see each other is. So we have something to look forward to. And this way we could build consistency in a relationship and trust because that's how we're going to create good vibes and good energy. At the end of the day, a relationship should not be in your life if it, if it is not making you feel emotionally safe and you are not feeling consistent and happy majority of the time. For real. There's no point. Because again, and I told her to her face, I'm like, listen, I'm just going to keep it real. If I'm single, my emotional well-being is only on me. It's not on you. And I will gladly take that any day of the week because I'm a very happy person. I'm a very peaceful person. I don't need somebody in my life that is interrupting that. But I will say this. If you have a great partner, it will absolutely enhance that. It will enhance that twofold. So long story short of that, we have this really deep three-hour conversation. And after that my mood back. I feel great. I'm like, here's the thing for me and for her, right? We could now both show up in this relationship hundred percent, right? Because I asked her, I'm like, Hey, what do you need from me? What do you need from me to be successful? What do we, what do you need more of? Hey, I, you know, I just appreciate it if you didn't put the relationship at odds and just be careful about being reactionary. All right, you got it. I'll work on that. I'll definitely work on that. I don't want to, and I tell her, I'm like, the reason I, the, the reason I react in the way, the reason I'm putting the relationship at odds is because I don't feel good. I am very uncomfortable, but I said, these three things will make me feel a lot more comfortable and we will be great. And that's the type of communication you need to be able to have with your partner. If you're going to have a successful relationship, you understand what I'm saying? And both people need to be on board to taking feedback. That's one thing about me and her is when we tell each other something, we're like, listen, all right, we'll work on that. We're going to get better at that. It's not, oh, it's your fault because blah, blah, blah. Blame is the number one killer of relationships. Seriously. If you are criticizing your partner and telling them that they're the problem, that's not it. You got to show them what you appreciate. You got to be very clear and distinct about your needs and 
how the other person could help meet them. And the other person needs to be on board to be able to communicate back with that and be able to take feedback. And if they're not doing that and they can't do that, I don't know if you're in the right relationship to keep it real. Uh, but here's the thing. It's not like we're sitting here and, and the storm is over, but we have navigated this, right? We have navigated this time where it hasn't been fucking easy at all. Uh, but again, you have this great conversation. Yeah, you know what? Another three, four hour phone conversation. Great. But what happens? I get off that phone and I'm feeling amazing. I'm like, all right, I feel safe again. I feel good again. Let's get to work. Gets to work. Everything is going. Energy is high. Consistency. Good communication. The vibes are right now. But again, I needed that time to process that. I needed that time to understand my feelings. And, and again, my first instinct, what is it going to be? It's going to be to run. It's going to be to say, fuck this. But I, if, I pro, if I have a moment to relax and process, you give me this space to process, maybe we get to a better resolution. So both parties need to understand how to treat each other and communicate with each other. It's really fucking important. Uh, but yeah, so potentially going to see her at, uh, at the end of the month. Uh, not potentially, but we, you know, we have plans to do that. So that's very nice. Um, again, we're not out of the woods. I still got to spend time with you. It's still very new. We're not officially dating or anything like that. Um, and again, I still have to operate in my own energy for right now. It is what it is. You're not here, but at the same time we have consistency. She's fully satisfied. I'm fully satisfied. No issues. And that's how it's fucking done. All right. Let's talk about Valentine's day a little bit. Let's inject a little bit of energy back into this pot. So, uh, how do you guys feel about it? Now I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you know, kind of tricky, even like my situation where I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to you now. Nah, I'm going to do something nice. <laughs> I'm going to do something nice. I don't know what it is yet. And again, we're far, so I got to do something creative. Uh, but long story short, you know, I think guys act like they don't care about Valentine's day. Like guys care. We, the right guys fuck with Valentine's day. It's cute. It's nice. We want to show our girls some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, if you're not excited to shower your girl with shit, you're with the wrong girl. You know what I'm saying? You, you're with the wrong bitch. <laughs> If I, sorry about it. Sorry about the bitch word. <laughs> I hate saying it, but sometimes it's just nice. Sometimes it's just bitch. <laughs> uh, the long story short is this is I feel like if you're a guy, um, you know, sometimes a, a holidays are annoying. They are. They're like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, I got to do something for my girl. Like, Ugh. it's like fucking, Ugh. but at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. Underlying. It's just kind of like, he wants to do something nice for you. He wants you to feel good. But on the flip side of the coin, and this is what we're going to talk about is he also wants to see that from you. We don't talk about how like, yo, men, the real men that fuck with you appreciate love. They really fucking do. And we have this culture like, you know, men are just so stoic and they don't give a fuck. Like when you do something nice for a guy that cares about you, that shit fucking hits. There's nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? That feels amazing. Like, and that's one thing I actually even told this girl too. I'm like, yo, I need some, I just need some more softness from you. I need some more energy from you. Like, I love that shit. Be loving. Tell me how much you care. Tell me that you fucking love me. You know what I'm saying? Tell me that I'm the fucking one dog. I, I feel like it feels so much, it feels really nice. And a lot of guys, we don't know how to necessarily communicate that to our girls. And you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of girls are very loving, but I do find that in this time, in this day and age, like the thing is, even the girl I'm talking to, you are so, so afraid to show a guy genuine love and appreciation and shower him with, you know, compliments, gifts, energy, 
because you just feel like he's just going to ghost on you or he's going to dip on you. And I get it. There's a lot of narcissistic men. And it's something you have to learn. But at the same time, too, there are a lot of men out there that fucking want that. You know what I'm saying? They will appreciate you appreciating them. And it's low key. I understand. It's not every dude. But you got to know the difference, right? Like if you guys are casually dating and shit, like, and you could just tell this guy's not putting you on a pedestal. You're not seeing consistent communication from him. Like that's the wrong guy to be showering with love to keep it real. If you don't feel extremely loved yourself, like a real man will, will love you. You will feel it. You will feel good vibes, good energy from him. Even for me, where, where I, again, I'm pulling away and I pull away from her. But when, when the time really comes, I tell her all the time, I'm not abandoning you. I'm not leaving you. I'm not just going to leave you cold and dry. Unless we really got to the point where I'm like, listen, I, it's just not working for me. I'll be honest with you. But until that point, I'm showing you all the appreciation in the world. I, I don't fucking care. You know what I'm saying? If you're my girl, you're going to treat her like a goddess. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm making sure that you are happy. I, tell, I told this girl on the phone. I'm like, listen, my energy for you is unlimited. Like, I want to make you the happiest person on the planet. I want you to feel like you are supported in every way financially, mentally, emotionally, physically. I want to give you the world if you're my girl. So for real, I want you to feel so fucking special. And I don't know why this really turned into this, but <laughs> but long story short is this. All right. So I put together some shit for, uh, you know, what to get him for Valentine's Day. Cause I was thinking about this and I'm like, you know, we don't really talk about like what to get him. You know what I'm saying? We always talk about like, you know, what to get her, but like, what does a guy want? For Valentine's Day. And you know what? I did a little bit of research. I saw one phrase being thrown around a lot. So, and, and this is the first one. Uh, steak and a BJ. <laughs> that was the that was the number one hit. Was was make a mistake and give him a BJ. Apparently, every dude on the planet. I mean, he's I, honestly not wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think every dude, amazing. I have a fantasy about a BJ, I think, at least once or twice a day. Seriously. And honestly, the type of BJ where I'm standing and she's on her knees, that is my shit. You know what I'm saying? I want you to be engulfed. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? We're, we're going to get out of that. All right. And then here's the other easy one. You know, women, get, like, if you want to buy a guy a gift, get him clothes. Men, we don't know how to shop. We, we are shopping stupid we we really are some guys are good into fashion sure go off uh, I, whatever you're cool they're usually like street characters i don't i don't know what to but anyways get him get him close like we don't have shit get him a graphic tee get him a, a crew neck sweater that's like dope as fuck get him a hat get him a dope ass hat uh sneakers and shoes are cool but i feel like uh guys are usually sometimes really particular about that but if you know your man like that go off uh but i feel like clothes Yo, easy W and like, cool. And honestly, again, graphic tee or crew neck sweatshirt. I feel like you cannot go wrong with that. How could you go wrong with that? And even like an accessory, like bracelet or necklace or something like that. Fire, fire, go off. Yo, another one I saw was take him on a date. Like, you know, we always have this adage of like men taking women on dates, but like think about for Valentine's And again, you don't have to do it on Valentine's day. You know, let your man do what you got to do on that day. But Plan a day for him. Plan a date for him. Like, take him out. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like it's so underrated and it's so underthought of. And it's just like a really thoughtful thing. And it doesn't really have to be expensive. Like, again, a guy wants you to be thoughtful. He, he really, like, if you did that for a man, like, you don't understand. Like, I understand doing, like, my whole thing is, again, I think every guy knows it's like, you, you know, you want to be thoughtful for your girl. But 
we really don't talk about being thoughtful for your fucking man like that. Like that's dope as fuck. Uh, I wrote this one down. Uh, you know, I saw a massage a lot. Now, if you're really getting frisky and you want to give him a hall pass, like give him a happy ending massage. <laughs> like, you know, I guess you don't have to send him to the VIP one, but if like you want to do that, like, bro, if my girl for Valentine's day gave me a happy ending massage, I would fucking die. You literally wouldn't need to get me anything else. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm every dude is fantasizing about that. I promise you. If you did some wild shit, you got a table, you oiled them up, <laughs> and you went you went to town with a handy, holy moly. Like, I don't even know. That's sparks right there, fucking flying. Uh, and then the last, you know, couple things is, you know, corny could be write him a little letter. You know, it's cheesy, but it's cute. Like, you know what I'm saying? Something affectionate. Uh, guys love a written letter. Uh, tickets to a sporting event. Um, you know, and something like that, right? Tickets to something, ticket to a fucking event. Like I said, do something for him for once. I'm just kidding. You do a lot of stuff. Come on. You're doing his laundry, doing his dishes. He doesn't even appreciate you to begin with. <laughs> so do something nice for him, even though he doesn't do shit. No, I'm just kidding. He probably does. That's what I'm saying. If you have a good guy, they really do do this shit. That's what I'm saying. They exist. They fucking exist. I know a lot of men like that personally. I really do. And I, I understand a lot of, you know, uh, I have a uh, one client who one of her limiting beliefs was you can't have good sex with a nice guy. And now a prototypical nice guy, you're not wrong. To be honest, it might be whack, but like there are good men that have good dick. I'm serious. I know you don't think it exists. It's not just left for the people that sell cocaine or is a prisoner or, you know, flunked in school or has shitty grades or I don't know, wears his pants down to his fucking ankles. I literally, it, it doesn't need to be those people. You can actually find a guy, swear to God, good dude, you know what I'm saying? Good values and also good dick. <laughs> Maybe it's not all the time. But like they are out there. So again, it's, it's a limiting belief to believe that that doesn't exist. And if you think that that's where you're getting stuck and that's why you keep fucking dudes that, you know, you probably fucking shouldn't. All right, let's go into the uh, questions. Let's do the dating app one first and then we'll go into the scenario and then we'll talk about good men. So, and we're just going to touch on this one. It's going to be touch and go, touch and go. Um, so I got a question and honestly, I've seen this now twice. I've seen this now twice from two different women. They've uh, asked me about this. Like they're wondering, how do you combat the, how are you, how was your weekend? Any fun weekend plans, uh, you know, type men on dating apps, because if you see these girls dating apps, it's fucking hysterical. They have, I'm not joking, hundreds of matches and all the guys say the same thing. She sent me a screenshot. Swear to God, this is all of them in a row. All the guys in a row. Hey, how are you? Hey, blank, how are you? Hey, gorgeous, how are you? Hey, blank, hey, blank I'm this, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> That's not, she said 95% of the messages. And she's like, how do, you, how do you navigate this? And I've had this from two different women. So I'm sure all the women in the world, you guys are dealing with this shit. Um, but here's the number one thing. You really don't, an you don't have to answer a guy like that. Uh, and that's the advice I would give is this is, it's kind of a, a low effort answer. You know what I'm saying? It really is. It's a low effort answer. So 
Do you really need to answer that? If I'm a girl, am I really answering somebody that just says, how are you? Probably fucking not, to be honest. Because I feel like guys that are doing that is, it kind of goes back to the priority thing. If they aren't taking the time to think of a thoughtful message to you, you know, how much do they really look into your profile? It, it sounds to me more like, yo, she was cute, I guess. Boom, hey, how are you? I'm out, right? On to the next one. If I say, hey, how are you to 50 to 60 different women, then, you know, I'm going to start a conversation with some of them. But that's what I'm trying to say is if you're having elevated expectations, right? Are you really down to answer that? I, if I'm a girl, I'm not answering that personally. And here's the only way I would answer that if I'm a, a girl is this. Let's say you want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. You look at their profile. You know, they're pretty attractive or they got some things in alignment with you. It is what it is, right? Fucking answering back. Hey, I'm doing fucking great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, I'm doing whatever. But here's the thing. It's like, I'm sure as you guys have experienced, you'll probably experience more of the same, right? It's probably just, if you continue to get more low effort responses, then what do you think the relationship is going to be like? You understand what I'm saying? If that's the energy you're getting from someone, almost assume and take it as a manifestation of how they feel about you off the jump, right? It's like, you know, the guys that get excited when, the, when a guy really ex is excited about you, he might say something witty. Um, he might say something fun, but also I think also from a guy's perspective, I think a lot of the times they may even say those things because maybe a lot of the times, a lot of the women don't even answer them. So they don't even want to think of a good response for every single one. But at the end of the day, if you really care about one, right, you better fucking send something different. And if you're a guy listening to this, my God, if you were, if you listen to that right now and you're thinking to yourself, man, I probably should stop asking, Hey, I want, yeah, you're fucking right. Like how hard is it? And this to me is almost like how you pick somebody up in person. I guess, hey, how are you could work, but to be honest, why don't you come with something clever? Literally, it's so, and honestly, to me, it's so easy. Like, find something on their profile and just react to that. Yo, that's really funny that you did that. Or, yo, I like that you fuck with this. You fuck with rocks? That's cool. I, yeah, I like geology. <laughs> you know, I don't know what she's into. You know what I'm saying? I, what the fuck? Whatever she's into. Just make a little comment about that. Let, let it be different. And if you're hearing this, that's what I'm saying, as a guy, and you're hearing that, bro, it takes one second to change the vibe. Um, but again, if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you're having a lot of those matches, I mean, this is what we talk about all the time is if that's the energy you're going to get, is it really worth you putting your energy into that, right? You, If you have so many different matches, I'm only going through the matches where people actually drop a good line or say something decent. Even if it is only the 5% of guys that are doing that, why are you going to mess around with dudes that are just fucking dropping that bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Because... They, they probably really don't care that much. And, and maybe some of them, you know, that's what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think it's a, it's a, oh, they all don't give a shit or like they, it will never work out with those kind of guys. Like my whole point is, is if you find somebody, if you tap on their profile and you think that they're cool, even if they, they're a, Hey, how are you kind of guy, bro? If their profile is nice, say something back, you know, say a couple things back. You'll get a gauge pretty quickly, whether or not they're going to take you seriously. And after a couple messages, if you're seeing the vibe is just not really high, then like let it go. If he double texts you or he double messages you and he shows you effort, then keep it moving. But you got to ha have your expectations higher than just, hey, hey, how are you? You understand what I'm saying? You can't be just only fucking around with that. Um, so again, just to summarize, if I'm a woman in that situation, I'm ignoring it most of the time. If I really am interested in the guy, I might send a couple messages back and gauge the vibe. But you, you are wasting your time, honestly, probably with a guy like that. Keeping it real. Uh, honest. Um... And that's the hard part about dating is 
you almost have to gauge who you're going to put your time and your energy into. Because like I said, this girl has hundreds of matches. You only have a finite amount of time. Think about the amount of time it takes you to scroll through all of these fucking people. Look at their profile. Look at their shit. You got to think about time management. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you got to prioritize the people that are prioritizing you. Simple as that. So if I'm a woman, in, again, in that situation, I'm prioritizing the people that are fucking actually sending something thoughtful um, and I'm working from there, you know? Uh, and honestly, just for dating apps in general, I'm just going to say this in general. Um, there's other better ways to date. And we're going to talk about that too. Where to find good men, right? Um, let's talk about that. We're going to bookmark that for a half a second. Um, but somebody sent me in a situation that I really want to tackle really quick. And then we'll pop back over to where to find, um, good men. So this girl reached out with this scenario. So her question is this, when is the right time to hang out at someone's home for the first time? I met this man for coffee and we had a great convo. I'm really attracted to him. He's the ideal for me. But we made a second date and he subtly, subtly, sorry, you know I can't pronounce that, <laughs> asked me to come over. As much as I'm into him, I feel like I don't know him well enough to be 10 toes down yet. Either way, I don't want to give him the wrong impression. All right. So essentially she's asking, all right, when is when is the right time to go to somebody's house? And here's here's a... I guess a solution for this. I, and this is a little bit of a, a deeper answer towards this because here's the thing. I hate giving blanket answers, right? There's no like, all right, third date. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, third date, go to his house. Like, no, I don't know why I went to the South. <laughs> go to his house. No. Uh, here's my thing is you, if you have good enough boundaries, you can still go to somebody's house and not fuck them. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I don't understand this. I understand. All right. Here's the other thing too. I understand when you're in that situation and you're hanging out with a guy, a lot of women, y'all feel this pressure to do something and be something. You got to build up the skill to be able to be at somebody's house, a guy's house and not go through with it. If you don't want to, you do not have to fuck somebody cause you're at their house. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing too. It's like, maybe you got to build up that callus. But you got to build up the ability to have really good boundaries to the point where, again, even if you're at their house and let's just say you they do something that you don't find attractive or they push the tempo too much, they're, they're grabbing on or they're doing a lot and you don't want to do that and now you're turned off entirely, you got to say, hey, listen, I think you're cool, but this isn't for me, right? Like I just don't feel the vibe like that right now. I'm good. I'm sorry. You got to be able to have that conversation with somebody. And I know that when you're in that situation and it's picking up and it's hard, it's like, there's this pressure to do it. It's like, do not fall for that pressure. Seriously, don't do it. You don't need to. Uh, and I guess the reason I started off the conversation with that is because the reason I don't think that there's a time limit on what time to go over his house is I don't want you to think by going over his house to begin with means you have to fuck him. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to do that. You could, I, yo, the girl that I'm talking to long distance she came over my house, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I was over her house. I slept in her bed, actually, and we didn't fuck. It is possible. <laughs> she, you know, she held out for a really long time, a really long time. And that's what I'm trying to say is the right guy. We're vibing with you. We're respecting that. We, I'm, if we're pressuring you to put into sex and then we don't hit you up or call you, we didn't fucking like you that much. Keeping it in a thousand. We wanted to just fuck you. And you don't want to deny the reality. Don't deny the reality. 
Just just be okay with the truth. Some guys out here are going to do that. Let's be real. They're, they're going to hit you up. They're going to take you onto the coffee date. They're going to hang out with you a few times. And, and that's what they might want. If you're a woman and you want something serious and you want something deep and you really want to know how much he really does care, take some time. Take some time before you get down that road because you will start to see the effort. Is he actually trying to make dates with me? Is he actually trying to plan with me? Is he actually just trying to chill with me and be my friend? But when you fucking get out there and you put out quick, I mean, you just opened up Pandora's box. Now you're emotionally invested and more attached. And beyond that too, it's like, again, now you don't know. Does he care about me for sex? And what are you going to do? What happens when you fuck a guy like that, right? Let's say you meet a guy pretty quick, one or two dates, bang him. What? And then y'all fuck. What happens? Now you're overthinking your text messages. Now you're wondering where he's at when he doesn't answer. Now you're wondering when the next plan is. Now you start acting insecure. And because of your insecurity, now he feels that. Now it's starting to manifest as fear. Now he can feel that fear. Now you're indirectly communicating. You've now just made this situation so much harder than it needs to be. Because, and that's what I'm trying to say. I, I'm really a big believer. You can have sex if you want to. Go ahead, go off. And there is definitely a lot of guys that you will fuck that will definitely be down to keep seeing you and actually might take you seriously. It's not a hard and fast rule. I, you know, I'm, I know a lot of women that are sex positive where they're the ones actually going and fucking a guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then uh, the guys are the ones wondering where they're at. But again, because they have so much experience about sex being that for them, they're not attached. They're a little bit more detached, right? And if you're a girl that's not sleeping around like that and you don't got that fucking momentum, you know what I'm saying? You don't got that ability to, to tell a guy to his face you don't fucking care about him after banging him, then to be honest, you shouldn't be on team sleeping with you quick. You shouldn't. But again, my whole point is you got to build up the mental strength and the fortitude to be able to go to a guy's house and not fuck him. Be in his bed, sleep with him in that bed and still not fuck him if you don't want to. And you got to be hard with your boundaries. And there's no, I understand the pressure. I get it. And I understand you're a human being. And so here's the thing. You're right. And we talked about this earlier in the podcast, right? How sometimes when the blunt is right in front of you, you know, for me, it's like if I got the ashtray and there's a fucking rolled blizzy, <laughs> the likelihood of me smoking that bitch high. <laughs> and I'm sure when there's a giant dick in front of you and you know, you're in their bed, <laughs> The likelihood of you putting that shit in your cooch, hi. <laughs> so I understand trying to avoid that. So here's the thing. If I'm you in this situation, right, and you're enjoying the vibe, be fucking real. That's all you got to do. Say, hey, listen, I I'm not really comfortable going over your place just yet. Uh, can we do something else? <laughs> if he doesn't talk to you after that, he don't fucking like you. <laughs> Point blank. And the problem is, is what? Is in the in the situation you just told me, well, ah, oh, the vibe was good and he was attractive and I liked him. Yeah, that's where you're getting stuck, right? You're romanticizing it already. You're on one coffee date. You know what I'm saying? He's got to do a lot more than that, sweetheart. Seriously. And you can't be afraid to ask for it. You say, more coffee, bitch. <laughs> Take me to dinner, motherfucker. You know, let's go to the park. It doesn't even need to cost money. But I don't want to go to your house. And you're not wrong for saying that to somebody. You're not wrong for telling a guy that. Is he going to get annoyed? Maybe. If he only wants to fuck you, yeah, he will. <laughs> Be like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> I ain't doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be about money. It doesn't need to be about any of that. So that's what you have to remember in all this is you've got the ability to say no or build up the ability to say no. You also got the ability to ask for a public date. You, there's nothing wrong with telling him honestly, yo, 
I, you know how many I've taken a girl on a date before and she said, "Yo, I'm waiting till marriage." <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Took her out of the restaurant. I'm like, I'm never calling her again. <laughs> I was like, not me. You got the wrong one. I mean, to be honest, you want to know why is because you want me to keep it real. I got on the date and was like, I, I predominantly only want to fuck you. Honestly, I knew it in the back of my mind. I'm like, you got fucking big titties, <laughs> but I'm just keeping it a buck out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it 1000. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what it is. But if you want that type of situation, like I said, there are some girls out there where I meet that I'm like, holy fuck, you're dope as fuck. Uh, I will, yeah. Actually, I will wait till marriage. <laughs> like, she must be the dopest, hottest, coolest girl I've ever met in my entire life. But I will wait till marriage if it really is that one. If you are that girl, we waiting. That's what I'm trying to tell you. As a dude, I'm waiting. If, if you are the right mix for me. And you can't be afraid of that. Why would you want something less? As a woman, why would you want something less? You understand what I'm saying? You don't want anything less than that because then you know it's genuine and then you know it's real. Guess what? You've done the work. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. You're going to meet a bunch of dudes that don't look at you like that. Definitely. But how awesome is it going to be when it takes one fucking dude to change your life? One dude to say, actually, yeah, I will take you out to the park. Yeah, we don't need to go to my house. That's cool. And to be honest, when you elevate your expectations, when you have those boundaries, the status that he views you in goes higher. It does. Plain and simple, it does. You you build up a notch, right? Because again, uh, this goes back to like hunter-gatherer shit. It, it goes back to the challenge. You have just raised your stat. You're not just every, you're just not every woman. You're a woman that has boundaries. You're a woman that has control over herself. You're a woman that wants something deeper. And I think that's really amazing. And, and I think the right person, the right guy is going to appreciate that because here's the other thing he knows. He knows that if he's got to go through all these hoops to do that, that you're not going to turn around and just go fuck somebody else. <laughs> so it's like double whammy, right? The guy's loving it and you're loving it. So if I'm you in this particular situation, just to give you a clean answer is this. Don't be afraid to ask if you don't feel comfortable and you don't trust yourself being in his house to not bang him. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I just kind of want to do you know stuff in public for now. Or just even say calmly, like, honestly, I'd appreciate it if we didn't do that just yet. Like I'm open. I'm really looking something a little bit more deeper than just going over your house. And I don't really necessarily feel comfortable with that just yet. You can even just say that too. Hey, I don't really feel comfortable doing that just yet, but I really want to see you. You know what I'm saying? Make it like that. Listen, I really like you. I think you're dope. I think you're hot actually. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I just don't really feel comfortable going to your house just yet. What else can you really say at that point? You're still being playful. You're still being flirty. You're still being fun and you're still setting the boundary. Perfect. Everybody's happy. And if he doesn't really care about you that much, guess what? He's not going to continue to text you. He'll, his energy will slow down. He won't plan the date. He'll cancel. And granted, you need to swallow that pill. It is what it is. That's okay, right? It's okay. It's fucking okay. On to the next person. On to the next hot guy. There's going to be another hot guy. I know. <laughs> Wah. <laughs> but we vibe so well. You hung out for an hour. <laughs> fucking relax. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be another hundred dudes. Go to your fucking dating app. There's another 500 on there that are saying, how are you? <laughs> you got plenty of people. Don't you worry. I know we want to get, that's what I'm trying to tell you is, is what you're trying to do. You're not trying to force anything. That's what dating is. No forcing shit. You want it to be natural. You want it to be genuine. You want it to be real. Cause that's the only way it's really going to last. All right. Uh, let's tackle the main topic of the day. I know it's been a while, but 
I'm going to tackle this in really short form fashion. Um, and this is a great topic because I had, I get this question all the time. So, you know, let's say you're struggling on the apps and you're like, you listen, I don't want to do this shit. Fuck this fucking bullshit. Fuck the apps. I'm not an app. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking right. Shawty, you fucking get up there and you fucking, I don't know, get outside of your house. <laughs> Cause that's what you need to do. Uh, cause here's the thing. And I help a lot of my clients with this specifically. Um, you know, I, I got to push a lot of uh, the people I work with. I'm like, listen, here's how you meet a good person. You, it starts by doing the things that you love doing and it starts by doing them in public and it starts by doing them socially. So here's the thing, especially people ask me like, how do I meet a good guy? That's not at the bar, but here's the thing. It, you could meet a good guy at the bar. You could meet a good guy in a dating app. You could meet a good guy everywhere. My whole belief is you can meet and find love anywhere. Your job, down the street, when you're walking outside, again, on a dating app, at the club, you know, at the gym, you could meet love anywhere. I'm, I'm a big believer. I am open to finding love in any way, shape or form. You send me a DM, anything. But here's my thing. The best way to, to create a great dating process is do the things that you love to do. So I would tell somebody that doesn't want to find somebody. Let's say you're the type of personality that you're more of a homebody. You don't really like going out to the club. You don't really drink that much, uh, and you work a lot. And you're you know you're busy. You know you've got your own life. It's hard. So where do we go? I would say, all right, you in the fitness? Go to the gym. Take some classes. Do something like that. Right. Go into some group fitness things. You know, and, and honestly, if it's like, okay, maybe you like to run, maybe you like to walk, go outside, do those things outside. Don't do them at the treadmill or do them on the treadmill in the gym and see if you could find people that are of interest or that you do find attractive because here's what it is. When you do the things that you love, you already have something in common with them. For instance, let's say you like rock climbing. If you go rock climbing twice a week, the likelihood of you seeing another guy there that also rock climbs pretty high. Same thing, yo, going to a concert. If you love Post Malone, go to a fucking Post Malone concert. Guess who's going to be there? Other men, other people that like Post Malone. It's really that simple. But here's the problem is a lot of people, we don't take risks. We don't get outside of our house. We don't get outside of our bubble. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I meet that when they work from home, they work from home. I'm like, yo, get your ass to a coffee shop. Go to a coffee shop. Start working in public two or three, four times a week. A cup of coffee is five bucks. It's worth it. You never know who you're going to see. You never know who you're going to meet. And I guess, again, think about this. If you go to a coffee shop, who's there at 2 p.m. on a Thursday? Other entrepreneurs. Other people that are in your position. The problem is, is again, we get so caught up getting reliant on the apps. We get reliant on scrolling. We get reliant on sitting at home watching Netflix or going on TikTok. Bro, get your ass outside. <laughs> get your ass and start doing things that you love to do. Start planning events for yourself. Start seeing your friends being social. You know how many times relationships are created from friends of friends? And that's the other thing I want to say too. Think about a concert. Let's say you go to a concert and again, it's like Post Malone or something like that. Make friends, make connections. Yes, you might not find the love of your life every single time, right? The guy that you really want might not be there, but maybe you make a girlfriend and that girlfriend's like, yo, I like Post Malone too. And then you girls become homies, right? And then what? Yo, you want to go hang out on Saturday? Yeah, let's go to a lounge. 
Let's go smoke some hookah. Let's go uh, to this other concert now. Hey, I met you here. Yo, let's go to another concert. Now you have a girlfriend. Now you're still feeling that connection. And now she's like, oh, yo, uh, here's my brother, James. James is kind of (laughs) hot. Oh, shit. James, bro. Fucking, you got a large meat. I can see it right through your jeans. (laughs) Like, damn. Let me fucking touch that, bro. Your sister likes Post Malone. You like Post Malone? Yeah, I like Post Malone. Oh, shit. You kind of got a masculine voice, bro. Let me fucking, let me get in there. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's all about connection. It's all about networking. But you got to put yourself in social situations. Where do you meet good guys? Anywhere in the places and doing the things that you love to do. So for me, I'll tell you my dating process, right? I go to the gym. I see attractive girls at the gym all the time, right? Oh, okay, Chris, what do you like? I love house music. What do I do? I go to fucking concerts. Yo, guess who? The girls there, guess what? They like house music. Very easy for me to connect with him. Hey, how you doing? And and it's as simple as that. You got to take risks too. I I challenge my clients, literally, their homework sometimes. I'm like, listen, you are going to see a hot guy this week. Go up to him and talk to him. And I tell them, it's as simple as this. Hey, I like your shirt. That's it. That's all you got to do. As a woman, honestly, you could just throw yourself at at a guy at this point. Take your body and physically hurl it at a man. And just be like, hey, tell it, yo, I'm not, walk up to a guy and say, yo, your shoe's untied. Even if it's not, <laughs> even if it's not, he's going to look at you and be like, what? No, it's not. I'm like, ah, oh, I was just kidding. All right. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> that's it. You're in a conversation with him. What do you do for work? Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's not, I don't know how women talk. You guys get it. You, you know what the fuck you're doing. But my whole point is this. Where do you meet good guys? Again, get, tell me what you like to do. So this is how I would analyze it with anybody that I'm working with. I would say, all right, tell me the things. Tell me your hobbies. Tell me what you like to do. Oh, you like yoga? All right, make sure you're going to fucking yoga. There's fucking yoga guys out there. Um, I really like sushi. All right, make sure you're going out and get some sushi. Don't be afraid to talk to the guy at the bar. Uh, maybe you do like to drink. Maybe you do like to party. If that's the case, go fucking party. You're going to meet some guy at the club that probably also likes to drink. Although, again, that's probably a fucking red flag because that guy is going to give you the runaround. And it's going to be a whole bunch of gaslighting and bullshit. But whatever, you know, live your life. You're still in that phase, too. <laughs> it's not wrong to drink and go out. My whole point is, again, like I'm going to go pop a molly and go to a concert. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm having a, a great time and I might meet a cool ass person. And again, don't limit yourself to just the romantic connection. It's not always about finding the one. It's about creating connections with everybody around you. Because again, you might meet people from friends of friends. I can't tell you how many times a friend has have this girlfriend or has that, you know, has that guy friend that they hang out with that ends up being really attractive, but they are friends, so they don't actually hook up. You understand what I'm saying? So if you want to meet good guys or any, that's what I'm saying, anybody, right, is it's good girls. Do the things that you love to do. Literally, write down a list of the things that you like to do. Do you like fucking fishing? Start going fishing. Get the fuck out of your house. Get off the apps. Take two hours off the apps every week and decide <clears throat> to put them into a place, into doing something you love. Because the best part is you're doing something you fucking love. You're enjoying it already. You understand what I'm saying? The gym is my oasis. I love doing that regardless. Regardless if I talk to a girl or not, that's my spot. I love it. It's what I'd enjoy doing. And the same thing for you, right? It's like if you love your business, uh, go to the coffee shop. You know, it's it's you're doing, you're, you got to do the work anyways. You might as well do it in a place where you could potentially meet other people. And also, the other thing too I would say is you can volunteer and do shit like that. You can 
pick up a job that is a little bit more social. For a little while, I don't know if you guys know this, but when I was doing TikTok, uh, you know, about a year ago, like I found myself in my house way too much. And I was like, you know what, Chris? Like, you got to get out of the house. You got to start meeting people. You don't have friends. <laughs> I was like, I don't have friends. So what did I do? I picked up a security job <laughs> at the club. Now, granted, you know, that shit was sus as fuck, right? Like, is that really conductive to the lifestyle I wanted to live? No. But did it serve its purpose? Yes. I met so many people. I met so many guys. I met so many girls. I met so many people just by being at a job that was serving and social. And again, what it, it was what, two or three shifts a week? It wasn't bad at all. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you want to meet good guys, you want to find good guys, it's about you being proactive on being able to find ways to be social and get active. Go find a walking club. There's Facebook groups. There's different things. You just aren't taking action. You understand what I'm saying? You got to be uncomfortable and start doing those. But again, like I said, do things you love to. I love working at the club. I get to go hang out at the club, essentially being a security guard. What do I, I fucking stand there. And honestly, 90% of my job is literally hanging out with people. It's just being in the crowd, seeing random people, saying hi to a bunch of people. It was really nice. It served its purpose. You understand what I'm saying? So find a job, find a volunteer opportunity. Just do something with your weekend. And honestly, on the weekend, again, on the weeknights, let's say you're a nine to fiver. Start picking up something that you can go to consistently on the week. Softball, you know, and as I'm saying for me too, it's, it's, it's even about friendship. Like how do you make friends after you graduate school? You're not around everybody your age anymore. You, the problem is, and the reason people struggle finding good people is because there's no more structure. And because there's no more structure, what do you do? Again, you sit inside, you scroll on your phone, you don't take opportunities. You sit there scrolling on the dating apps. You get frustrated. But I'm like, yo, go, there's a whole life out there that you should be living. Life is an adventure. Go create some. I know it's not structured anymore, so you got to create your own. You got to create your own plans. You got to create your own things that you're doing with other individuals. And that's slowly how you'll build up your friend group. That's going to be how you build. That's what I'm saying. You know how awesome having a good friend group is to be able to do shit with? to be able to, you know, meet new people with, that's nice. Some of us, I'm going to be honest, a lot of us, you don't have a lot of friends. I'm keeping it real. You really don't. A lot of people I work with, they've got one or two secure connections, tops. And a lot of that is because, guess what? Believe it or not, take accountability. After school, you haven't done the work to get yourself uncomfortable, to be social, to do things that you love because your whole entire life, you have been given structure to do that. You've had school, you've had your job. People are telling you where to be at what time. And that's how you met a lot of people. But again, when you get older, it's not like that anymore. You got to start creating that for yourself. So I hope that all makes sense. And I hope that has given you a perspective to get you up, get you outside, start getting uncomfortable. And again, the other hard part is having the conversation with a motherfucking stranger. I know is hard, but you got to start taking some risks and some chances. You can't be afraid of rejection. We've been talking about this all day. You can't be afraid to, and again, what is the likelihood of a stranger shitting on you? I'm telling you it's so low. Every single person I've tried to talk to, no matter who really it was, whether it's a guy or a girl, people don't mind being talked to. I know we have this attitude like we don't, and there are, there are certain situations where they don't. Sure, sure. But for the most part, people are not afraid of having a three-minute conversation. You know what I'm saying? Go eat your lunch. Uh, go to dinner. 
Go go to a bar top. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be fucking hard. But just find the things that you love to do. Write those things down and start doing them. Travel. Do the things that you love. All right. Hope that makes sense. Uh, I hope I invigorated you, motivated you to get your ass outside. Again, this is what I do on a daily basis, a weekly basis. I am a coach. Um, so if you're ever interested in working with me, um, I do have the link here. You can apply whenever you want. Um, this is exactly what I help people with. I help people find love. I help people find their purpose in their life, um, work on their boundaries, work on their self-worth and honestly, ultimately find happiness. Cause that's really what all of this is about. It's find peaceful and happiness, regardless of where you are in your journey, whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship. All right. I will talk to you very soon. And again, Look out for Breakup Boot Camp. So fucking excited. If you want even a small taste of my coaching, you know, beyond the podcast, that is a great way to get it. And especially if you're going through a hard time, uh, check out Breakout Boot Camp. It's coming out this week. Um, Really appreciate y'all. Love y'all so much. And hope you have a great rest of your week.